Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter Mark Bowman. Mark, the Braves made, to me, one of the more surprising and interesting trades I've seen in quite a while here recently. And it looks like it might not be the last thing they do, but but let's start with what they actually did. It had to be tough for them to part with Jason Hayward, who who is not only a really good player, but a homegrown, hometown guy, even with the knowledge that it might have been difficult to sign him. How difficult was it for the organization to pull the trigger on a move like that? There's no doubt that there's some difficulty there. As you said, this is a kid that everyone has known, especially within the organization, since he was – uh, drafted directly out of high school and, and made the 20 minute drive to Turner Field that day. And, you know, he was going to be the, you know, he, he has been recognized as, as the guy who was going to be maybe the next Chipper Jones, the next face of the organization, recognized in that light uh, since he was 18 years old. He, he burst on the scene at the major league level uh, at the age of 20, uh, made an all star, maybe all star team that year, actually was one of Elected, uh, voted to be a starter that year. Um, you know, obviously he has not lived up to the expectations that maybe uh, people would have set at that time over the next five years. He's still very young, still going to uh, play the most of his uh, upcoming season at 25. This kid has a lot of potential, and uh, we know what he can do with the with the glove. He's got two gold gloves, and uh, he, his attitude that he brings to the park every day is great. Um He's he's a kid he's a kid that's easy to pull for, but at the same time, when you look at the economics of the game, the, the likelihood that they the Braves are going to be comfortable offering what Jason you know might end up getting uh, you know the hundred million dollar plus contract next year as a free agent uh, they they saw an opportunity to to move him and uh, fill a, a definite need there in the starting rotation and I think they did a this was a this is a deal that they, uh, you know you hear. You know, every so often, this is certainly a deal that, that works for both clubs. Um, St. Louis feels an immediate need. Uh, the Braves feel a definite need, and on an, uh, on an immediate basis, and also uh, improve their future. Um, it's uh, you know, like like you said, it's tough to say goodbye to Jason, but this deal made a lot of sense. Hayward is a, a really intriguing player to me because he has not put up gaudy offensive numbers, and yet, because of his all-around game, is really an excellent player. He 
he, he's you know you mentioned the defense. He's a terrific base runner. He gets on base even when he doesn't put up big power numbers or hit for average. Do, do you think that even as good as he is, if the offensive numbers, or even if he were the same quality player but it looked different, if the, if he were driving in runs, if he were a high average hitter, do you think that this is the the this would all look different if he had put up bigger offensive numbers. I guess what I'm asking is, do you think they would have been more willing to kind of make that commitment and and lock him up and pay whatever it took if he were a different kind of player and if he were more of a traditional middle of the lineup big bat guy? I do, and I you know I I remember having a couple conversations near the end of the season uh, with his representative, and you know I you know you, you kind of just go back and forth, and I said yeah I just can't. I said, I understand the potential is there for, for him to get the money that he's hoping to get. Um, you, you just The one thing that would scare you away is the power really has only been there the one season. In 2012, he hit 27 home runs. He stole 21 bases. Uh, the, the next year, he had an appendectomy, and, and uh, his face was uh, shattered with the John East fastball. He missed a month with, with both of those uh, unavoidable ailments, so his numbers weren't you know, where, they, where you expect them to be. He had a great growth break before getting hit uh, with that pitch. Uh, you, you saw that tremendous potential again. But all in all, you take last season and then this season when he was relatively healthy the whole year, he still has not matched the, the, the home run total from 2012. The power has not been there. The stolen bases, I think he's got one more stolen base over the last two seasons that he did there in 2012. You haven't seen it, the consistency that you want to see out of Jason, and I think that is why last year when the Braves uh, decided who they were going to give the big-time, you know, uh, long-term contract to, it was it was an easy decision to give it to Freeman instead of Hayward. And at the time, there were people that said, you know, look, they, they chose Freeman instead of Hayward, uh, and I think they were right. If, if you if Jason had continued to do what he did in 2012, or maybe even just the first six weeks of the 2010 season when he caught the baseball world by storm, if he continued on those, you know, with that progression, yeah, he might have been the guy that uh, that had the long term future here, uh, or maybe, maybe they would have been able to find a way to to get uh, or, or been more flexible, uh, made more of an attempt to try to lock both Freeman and Hayward up. Right now, I don't, you know, they're not in a financial situation where they could do that. But here in the next couple of years, as they move towards a new stadium, yeah, they, they could be in that position. Uh, but, uh, you know, Hayward just has not shown enough consistency um, at the plate uh, over the years to, to warrant the kind of money that, that he's hoping to get next year. And there's a chance he does get it. I mean, if he comes out and has a big season in St. Louis this year, he will get it. And uh, but, but right now, I just don't think the Braves were uh, – a team that's been able to watch him every day, more comfortable, uh, taking a chance of basically only getting a draft pick for him if he did not live up to that potential this year. So let's talk about the other half of the deal and, and a guy that, you know, obviously I've watched for a long time in, in Shelby Miller and, and to me a really interesting pitcher. I drew comparisons to Matt Kane when he was coming up as, as a potential um, really good two or even borderline number one starter. And it's kind of been there in fits and starts, but it hasn't been there consistently. Do, do the Braves think that there is a lot more to be tapped in Miller? Do they think there's a better pitcher there than, than he has shown and, and that maybe he still could be the guy that he was projected to be a couple years ago? Yeah, I think John Hart put it well the, the, the other day when just asked about saying, look, this is the guy 
think my question to him was basically, you know, this is a guy who could be a, a top of the rotation guy. And immediately he said, well, right now he's middle of the rotation, you know, with a guy that, that, that uh, has a chance to, to develop into what, whether it's a, a solid number two or a potential number one. Um, it, but, uh, yeah, I, I think one thing that uh, when you look at Shelby's numbers, you, you look at the beginning of the 2013 season, and he had a little bit of a rough stretch. Um, there during the latter part of the season, kind of turned it around. Again, this year there was a little, <clears throat> and there was a couple bumps in the road there during the middle of the season. You see, see how he finished the season. You, you hear him talk about how he developed the two seam fastball, got away from being a four seam guy who uh, was more of a thrower than a pitcher, and, and he's saying all the right things. And you, and it's, you get that. Feeling. Um, I know we haven't got to see him pitch on a consistent basis, but he's saying all the right things, and he sounds like a pitcher. And we all know how talented he is. Now, here's a guy if he can, if he can use that four seamer as a weapon and, and, and pitch off that two seamer. Uh, continue to to learn how to uh, to approach hitters in, in the way that he did while talking to Adam Wainwright, and Justin Masters, and guys that have had an influence on him during his early part of his career. Uh, if he can continue to do that here in Atlanta, yeah, he, he can develop into a guy who uh, he and Julio Tehran will, will consider the top of that rotation uh, over the next four years. And as much as we've broken this down, to me, and I think you you feel this as well, the real, most really the most interesting thing about this deal is what's next. Uh, they're, they're, the Braves were were close to a playoff spot last year, but it, it is now looking like maybe. You don't want to use the word rebuilding because I don't think they're they're tearing it up, but that maybe they are they have a little more eye to a year or two down the road. One, do you think that's accurate? And two, if so, what does that look like as far as the transactions they make? Yeah, I, I do think that um, I, I think they are keeping open the possibility that if some of these deals that they will end up making, uh, you know, primarily the, the the two significant moves that they can make to be trading Justin Upton or. Evan Gaddis, or, or possibly both, which I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the latter. I, I think that they can gain a significant return for uh, for both. It, it, it would help them probably more for the future. They, like I said, they're keeping open the possibility that they might be able to compete in 2015, but there just were too many needs within this organization. So when, you, when you step back and say, okay, well, this team's only one year removed from a 96-win season, you know, a division crown. I guess they had a disappointing year this year. Uh, but if you take took a step back and looked at the fact that they basically had three major league ready starters uh, to carry into next season before they got Shelby Miller, now they have four within their system. Uh, you look at their farm system; it has been rated as one of the game's worst here uh, this year. Now all of a sudden this week they went and they got Arodas Vizcaino, they got Tyrell Jenkins. Both of these guys now fit into MLB.com's top ten list for the club. You're starting to see them, like I said, address that, that immediate need for starting pitching with, start with Shelby Miller, start to improve this farm system, add some arms that they, that will have an impact in, over the next few years. And, you know, let's, we all know that this team, while you want to win every year, they definitely want to have some consistency, the ability to have consistent success once they move into this new stadium in 2017. So, I think that is their primary focus. If, if there are some moves, some of these moves bring some returns to, to create financial flexibility or just direct 
uh, return with the players that allow them to compete next year, then fine. You know that they will, but I, I think the eye has to be towards uh, replenishing that farm system and setting yourself up to win uh, on a consistent basis uh, from 2016 on. If they are to do that, and if those are the kind of moves that they that we're looking at here, and, and in particular moves of of Gaddis and Upton. What do you think they would be looking for, just as far as the shape of the talent? Is is this one of those cases where it's all about as many arms as possible, or is there also going to be some eye towards getting some offensive pieces for in the next playoff Braves team, whether that's in, in 15 or 16 or 17? Yeah, I, I think they are going to have to. They feel a lot better, better now that they got Shelby Miller and Tyrell Jenkins. They, they will continue to try to add another couple arms, but as they move forward, I think we're going to see outfield as a focus. Uh, you, you look at their system; they've got Jose Peraza coming a second baseman that can can uh, fill in there. Maybe at some point next year they put him on the forty-man roster. Um, he's only got forty games above the A-ball level, so uh, I, my guess is he will not be deemed major league ready on opening day. That remains to be seen. But uh, I, they, they feel like they have that. They obviously. Are set at catcher, first base, shortstop, and uh, they've got Chris Johnson at third base. So you know they'll see what there, there could be some some movement there or some adjustment there at, at some point. But in the outfield, they really do not have anything for the future. So I, I think that's where we'll, we'll see the the next wave uh, or the next next emphasis uh, with, with some of the trades they make. They will try to to grab a, a couple young outfielders who, who could be in that lineup. Uh, you know, at some at any point within the next couple of years. All right. Well, Mark Bowman, thanks for taking some time to chat here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening. Visit the official online shop of Major League Baseball at MLB.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source. The MLB.com shop.